And here comes Hill Rise whipping and driving, the little horse and the big horse. And we're coming to the wire. And it is Northern Dancer that wins it by an X. Texas Chariot on the outside to take the lead. Sham holding in second. It's Texas Chariot moving away. He has it by two and a half. Seattle Sleuth moving away. Now opens two and a half. Coming to the wire. Seattle Sleuth opens it to four lanes. They're in the final furlong. It's genuine risk and she's genuine. Welcome to the 2020 Kentucky Derby Seminar, presented by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and CC Broadus. We're now 48 hours away from the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby. And in case you've been under a rock for the last two or three days, uh, we, we have to note a couple of defections from the field. Uh, one that did not even make it to the gate, or excuse me, did not make it to the pill pool, was uh, a podcast favorite art collector. He's he's out, going to point toward the Preakness Stakes. Uh, had a foot issue, and so he is out of the Derby. And today, late in the day, it was announced that King Guillermo is now a defection from the Kentucky Derby. Uh, he came came down with a fever. In the best interest of the horse, they're not going to run him in the race. They're going to wait and also point toward the Preakness. But we still got 17 other three-year-olds that will line up for racing's greatest prize. This is CC Broadus, and I'm joined by Alan Schneider. How you doing, folks? I haven't swore on this podcast since we started doing this, but when I heard about Art Collector, I may break that rule today. It really, it really, that really hurts. I feel bad for the connections, obviously. And Brandon Jaggers. I saw Brian Hernandez take a mount today, so I guess he's cured of the COVID, but we got a big action-packed week, and now it's time to get serious. Speaking of Brian Hernandez, you got you to gotta feel for the guy. First, he gets knocked off of Swiss Skydiver, who would be the second choice in the Oaks. Then his second choice in the Kentucky Derby gets scratched before they even draw the gates, and then he comes down with the coronavirus. So, you know, good for him. He got a win. Today. He got two wins today, in fact. And oh, uh, we're very, very, very happy for him. So I hope he has a big weekend nonetheless. So we're going to we're gonna run through this Kentucky Derby field. There's 17 horses left. We're going to go horse by horse. And I think we're all 
basically on the same horses on top. But they're the, we're exotics players. We're going to play exactus, trifectas, and superfectas, and we think there's some horses underneath that could hit at a big price and and would spike your your payoffs. And that's exactly what we would need to make some money on this card. Uh, I'm going to start from the rail, and then we're going to work our way out. And I'm going to ask these guys to chime in when they see a horse that they want to talk about. Uh, first horse drawing the rail was Finnick the Fierce, trained by Ray Hernandez, a favorite of Allen's, that's for sure. Uh, he, he's a he's an admirer of that trainer. And he's ridden by Martin Garcia. Last seen in the Bluegrass Stakes, did not run well at all. Finished seventh, ten lengths behind. Allen, can you give us, uh, can you surmise the chances of Finnick the Fierce? Uh yeah, he'd be on my superfected ticket, partially because he's a favorite of mine. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the horse. This one-eyed wonder, this horse has one eye, and he's got the rail. That's kind of interesting because uh, he's made me money in the past. Um, the horse outruns his odds a lot. Uh, he, You know, nobody realizes this, but the only horse in this field that has beaten Tis the Law is Finnick the Fierce. Finnick the Fierce got the best of Tis the Law in his only defeat last year at Churchill in the absolute sloppy goo. It's a bit of an anomaly. I'm not going to say that it's not. And by obviously, Tis the Law is much, much more talented than Finnick the Fierce. But that is a, a thing to note. Um, you know, the, the horse hits the board. The horse runs well, outruns his odds. Martin Garcia rides it well. As you mentioned, I'm a fan of Ray Hernandez. I think he's an up-and-coming trainer. It would not shock me to see this horse in the Superfecta. I'm not going to recommend him, but I will secretly be pulling for this horse to run well. I'm not going to use him this time. Uh, he he finished third in the Arkansas Derby back in May, but in two starts since then, he's not progressed at all. No. Uh, that's 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 my my concern with the horse. I mean, if the field if this was a ten horse field, I would use him. But uh, there's a lot more that I like that you know, at, at, at large prices. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to toss Finnick the Fierce, but you are correct. There's only been two horses beat Tiz the law. And that was in the same race as the Kentucky jockey club last fall. And that was, that was him and silver prospector. Uh, but, uh, let's go on to number two, the two horses, max player. This horse was previously trained by Linda Rice has been transferred now to Steve Asmussen barn. It's going to be ridden by Ricardo Santana. Uh, he was, this horse was, 30 to 1 on the morning line. I'm going to look at the early odds. The wagering for the Kentucky Derby has actually started today. And, and according to the, my Twin Spires app, Max Player's 13 to 1 early. So the horse is getting, yeah, the horse is getting some play. Brandon, what do you think about Max Player? You know, I, I think this horse has been with Tiz several times. They've gone round and round in a knockout arena. Max Player's lost every time, but maybe third time's a charm. This horse has been progressing. If you look at the speed ratings, it's doing the right things in the morning. Switch to the, the trainer. I can't say it really says anything about this horse. I, I still don't really quite understand it, but uh, I just, you got to see the progression of this horse. And if you just look at pure, you know, Brisnet speed ratings or, you know, first call, second call ratings, this horse is starting to become very impressive, peaking late in the season. And I love, you know, Ricardo Santana is just a go-getter. He's a fighter. He never gives up until he gets to the finish line. I think this horse has got a real viable chance. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think this I horse has, I think this horse has a chance to, to hit the board, maybe get into the exacta. I think the, the longer they go, the better that he has a chance. The only thing about him that I'm not sure about, he, he's, we're waiting for him to break through. We need a breakthrough performance from him. We haven't gotten it yet, but – I, you know, he gets the rail. He's he's going to save some ground, or he should save some ground for Asmussen and Santana. I think this horse will come running late. Now, whether whether he's fast enough to get into the top four, I don't know. But I think you've got to use him. So let's go to number three for the Mark Cassie Barn Enforceable. This is a gray son of Tappet, and he's going to be ridden by Adam Biscitza, his first derby mount. Uh, he was last seen in the Bluegrass Stakes. He was at the back of the pack early. He closed late to get fourth. He's a bit of a plotter. Uh, guys, any – any love for enforceable at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, uh, he is a plotter, but he can. This horse has always had the look of a horse that can get distance. Doesn't have that kick. Doesn't have that kick it takes to win a Kentucky Derby. I don't think. But passing horses late, 
third, fourth, yeah. I mean, it's just the nature of the way the horse runs. I could see him getting on the board. He's not. He wouldn't be in my top five. Let's put it that way. But I would not completely toss him though. Just yeah. I'd be, oh, I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah, I'd be afraid if this horse really did close. But I, I don't see him closing over a field like this. And the blinkers come off this time. And out of a tapid sire, I don't think his head will be right in this game. Just a note, this is a half-brother to New Year's Day. New Year's Day won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile for Bob Baffert several years ago. He was the sire of last year's Derby winner, uh, Maximum Security, who was disqualified. Uh, so, you know, there's some uh, Derby-winning blood uh, coursing through the veins of Enforceable. Let's take a look at number four, Storm the Court. I think this horse is going to be a bit polarizing for our crew here. This is a son of Court Vision. This is the two-year-old champion. He won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year in a very, very watered-down event. Uh, he's winless this year. Uh, he, he's shipped here by Peter Erden. Will be ridden by Julian Leperu. Alan, what are your thoughts on the on the two-year-old champion? Ooh, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this horse. Uh, I thought it was a flukish BC Juvenile win when uh, Dennis's moment didn't fire, and it just the top three. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Scabbard was in that race. He's not very good. Uh, I think the top three ran one, two, or three around the track. Nobody was passing. It's kind of a flukish win. I mean, he he got it. Congratulations. Has not really flattered that form this year. I know they tried him on the turf. Ran the Ohio Derby, ran a good race, but he he's not for me in this spot. I'm not. And of course, I probably just put the horse in the winner's circle. And I would love to see Julian Lepper in the winner's circle. Don't get me wrong, but Storm the Court's not for me. Brandon. Well, I thought we were going to save the biggest long shot for last, but <laughs> since we're going to go in chronological or numerical order here, uh, I think Storm the Court is by far the biggest bomb that could actually get in the top three choices right. here. I'm taking a big stand on it. it uh, you know, I, you got to throw out the last turf race. This horse isn't meant for turf. Get out of here. Court Vision. Had the biggest win upset in Breeders' Cup <laughs> history, I think. It's 71-1. to 1. And I just happened to be on a piece of that trifecta. I'll give another uh, shout-out to my friend James, who we were on the backside that day, and him and his crew really were all over that horse, and it ended up cashing big for them. Uh, the court vision side. Now, Storm of the Court, I think, could be a possibility. I, I don't see, you know – really the first call second call speed ratings like really progressing the way i'd like to see it uh but you got to throw out the last race and there's there's a possibility just a very slim possibility and i like julian taking them out yeah i'm in agreement with brandon i at the beginning of the year i was not in love with this horse i, I apparently he just didn't he just didn't pan out in these early prep races but Ohio Derby opened my eyes a bit. Now that race was, it was a bit on the weak side. This horse had a terrible trip. He broke from the 13 hole. He was four to five wide all the way around the track. He had the worst trip of all the contenders and he was still moving late. So I think, I think he woke up that day. Uh, he, he ran, they, they ran him last time on the turf at Del Mar. And you know, he, he's actually bred for turf. You would think being by court vision, but he ran okay. I mean, that Carl Nasker used to say with, when he trained unbridled, he ran unbridled on the turf in between uh, in, uh, during his three-year-old campaign. He says running them on turf exercises muscles that they that you normally don't exercise. So maybe that's the case with Storm the Court. He's going to be a big price. Uh, early early wagering had him at twenty-seven to one. So you know I think he'll play higher than that in the trifecta and superfecta pools. I'm going to use him. I don't think he can win. But I think he can certainly get part. So let's go to number five. And number five is Major Fed. And this is a hometown horse trained by Greg Foley, ridden by James Graham. These are two venerable Churchill Downs veterans, to be sure. Last seen in the Indiana Derby, ran second behind Shared Sense. Alan, what do you think about the chances of Major Fed? I like Major Fed. Um, I wish he had a little bit... Like a little closer to the pace and what could theoretically be a semi paceless race, but at 50 to one major feds going to be on my tickets. Uh, now maybe uh, there's a bit of a homerism in me because I love Greg Foley and I love Kentucky racing. And so obviously the horse already has piqued my interest a bit, but 
This horse always has acted like he wants distance, always has. Um, the race at Churchill and the Matt win against Maxfield, he did not fire. The, the wide trip that day, he just did not fire. And I have a hard time excusing that. But in all his other races, Louisiana Derby, he was rolling late. The Risen Star, he was rolling late. Um, the, the race against Sherrod Sense in the Indiana Derby is a little bit better race than it looks because he a little wide that day, and Sherrod Sense was much the best. So uh, the horse has been working lights out, which is unusual for a Greg Foley horse. Uh, Major Fed at 50 to 1 is be high up on my tickets. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time seeing a beat Tiz Law. I mean, he may not even hit the Superfecta, but I think he's very, very viable. Uh, at 50 to one for me. Yeah. I'm on the fence about this horse. I, I don't know that he's fast enough to contend here, but man, I cannot ignore those workouts in the mornings. You know, the horse is really doing well. I think if, you know, there, there's going to be a horse that's going to trip out and if, you know, Graham rides him smartly, I think this horse can, can, can maybe get fourth, you know, probably 30, 40 to one right now. He's 27 to one, 27 to one. So, you know, he, he's getting a little bit of play from that 50-to-1 morning line. Uh, let's go. Number six, King Guillermo is a scratch. He, he's out, as we said earlier, he spiked a fever. And now they're going to point to the Preakness. Uh, let's talk about number seven. This is Money Moves. This is an interesting horse from Todd Pletcher. This horse has not competed in a stakes race yet. They gave $875,000 for this horse at, uh, at auction last year. And, you know, I thought this horse was a toss initially the more i look at this horse i think he's got a chance to get get part of this i think it's interesting to me that pletcher decided to run dr post in the jim dandy this weekend and he decided to run this horse here now who knows what 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 the story is behind this maybe maybe the owners wanted to get to the derby and and and, and run here but that last race was against older horses he did it fairly quickly the horse he beat was, you know, a prioritized. That horse was fast. Money moves made him sweat late. I, I think you gotta, you gotta consider using this horse. You know, I, I don't, I don't like, like many others here. I don't think he can win. But you know, he's eighteen to one, early wagering. I think this horse is gonna play larger that than that in the pools. I'm using money moves prominently in my trifectas and super factors. Okay. Now let's go to number eight, and this is South Bend. This horse was recently sold by the Under Armour people to uh, Gary Barber and Wachtell Stables and those guys, and and the horse was transferred to Bill Mott before the Traverse Stakes where he finished fourth. Brandon, you got any opinions on South Bend? You know, it's another big morning line price. You know, he definitely caught my eye. I still see the progression in this horse, you know, did a great race at Saratoga, improved in that race. But again, you know, Tizalaw was the dominant feature there. If there's any hiccup, I think this horse comes running. I really do. I think maybe that he's not going to be on the pace. He's going to lay off, but maybe start gaining a little bit on the backside. And I can see him rounding the turn coming for home. However, it just depends on how fast they go up front. I like the change, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Mott's just a great, great trainer. He's only had this horse for one race and which was the Travers. So, uh, you know, he's a long shot. I think he has the right criteria for a superfecta, you know, entry. Uh, you know, he's been with Tiz a lot. It seems like, I think, well, maybe only one time actually, but you know, Tizzlaw actually Finnick the Fierce. If you go way back to November at Churchill, that's when Finnick be, beat Tiz, and he was also in that race. So, uh, the, uh, fifty to one, thirty to one. I think South Bend could possibly round the bend uh, in a fourth place position. I'm thumbs down on South Bend. I think he's just, you know, there, there's too many other here. In the, in the same position. I just like them better. I'm not going to use South Bend probably in any of my tickets, unless I hit the all button for some reason. Uh, let's go to number. Yeah. Let's go to number nine. Mr. Big news like South Bend. This was a late addition to the Derby. This horse was last seen in the bluegrass stakes. Uh, he finished six mid pack 10 links behind art collector that day. I don't guys, do you have anything to, to offer on this one? I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I just think the, the late addition probably just smacks of a little bit of a, desperation maybe they just wanted derby tickets for all i know 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. One, I know my good buddy Chris Karam uh, almost picked this horse, and the reason is because the name is Mr. Big News, and he's a fan of the 80s band Mr. Big. So don't be surprised if he puts a few bucks on him, so he'll be rooting for him. Outside of that, I did like the horse uh, when he won it 46-1 to at Oakland. Didn't cash anything on it. I think the slop did help him that day. And I'm like you, CC. I think this is a bit of a desperate, not say desperation, but hey, let's just give it a shot kind of thing. He's not for me. Again, wouldn't surprise me, just like many of these in there, if they got up a fourth in the super, but I'm not high on Mr. Big News. Going back to this horse's stakes win, is the Oakland stakes. Uh, it was the day, it was supposed to be in the Arkansas Derby, but, you know, COVID screwed all that up. He, he won at 46 to one that day. The rest of that field really hasn't come back and done no. anything. Farmington Road has not been good. Tyshawn has, has has not been a factor in anything. So you know, I I just I don't care for this horse at all. And he's the third longest shot on the board right now, 51 to one in the early betting. Let's take a look now at the 10 horse for Bob Baffert. This is Thousand Words, written by Florent Giroux. Last seen pulling a, a big upset, a nine to one upset in the shared belief stakes. He beat Honor AP that day, going a mile and sixteenth, hugged the rail the entire way around. Uh, early on in this horse's career, this this was supposed to be the one that uh, Baffert hung his hat on with his Derby chances, but he he tailed off. Uh, he was in that Oakland stakes that we previously mentioned that he he nearly fell down coming out of the gate. Uh, finished eleventh uh, of thirteen that day. Came back and ran second to Uncle Chuck, who I thought was going to win the Kentucky Derby, and that was a bad idea. And then, uh, and like I said, he finished – he won the shared belief stakes. Brandon, I think you, uh, you've got an opinion on 1,000 words. Yeah, I don't really know where that last race came from. I mean, he just kind of went – like, did did a great race. I mean, beat Honor AP. I mean, look, we got to recognize that. I didn't expect that of this horse. Uh, you know, it has, it hasn't been that long ago since he did that. So, I mean, you're looking at a month, you know, and he's and just like a Baffert horse. He's putting a lot of those big works in to give that extra conditioning before they really take the trip for the mile and the quarter on the Derby. So Florent Giroux gets them out. I don't know. Uh, he's kind of like a, a, a Flavion Pratt, if you will, on the West coast. I mean, there's some similarities of how they ride and, uh, they're, I mean, honestly, they're really dominant on the turf, but also dirt on both circuits. So, uh, Bob, I think, has got a live one. You can't overlook him. This horse was sold at, at, at Keeneland September for a million bucks. So, uh, you know, you got to pay attention. And But, again, it's Bob Baffert. I, rate, I rated this horse as my B horse uh, from the A's that we'll get to later. Uh, but, I, I mean, you can see steady progression from this horse. Uh, what, what's to come? I hope it's something special because I'm playing. Yeah, I don't really know what to do with this horse. Uh, he he kind of reminds me a little bit of War Emblem in a way. That you go back to War Emblem, he was just a good allowance horse, and and then he won the Illinois Derby by like nine lengths and ran a big figure, and then Baffert bought him, and then of course four weeks later they won the Kentucky Derby with him. Uh, this horse. He if he gets out on the lead, he just may keep going. I don't know if they want him on the lead or not. That's the, there's a lot of question marks here. I don't know what to do. Like his dam was a sprinter, Pomeroy's pistol. She was a good a good sprinter. So maybe there's some distance limitations here. I honestly I've got to use him because I'm scared of him. I don't I don't necessarily favor him to win, but you know if I'm spreading out, he'll probably be on the ticket. I'll probably use him definitely in the second third slots in uh, tries and supers. Uh, let's take a look at number 11. This is Necker Island. Uh, this horse was claimed for $100,000 three starts ago at Churchill in that art collector allowance race, uh, optional claiming race. Uh, he claimed a Chris Hartman. They brought him back in the Indiana Derby, stumbled at the start, but he still managed to finish third behind shared sense and major fed, then came back and ran a distant third in the Ellis Park Derby. Guys, I don't, I don't care for this horse. I mean, I, I would put him kind of in the same boat with Major Fed. And the only the only way I can tout this horse is just I, I've seen him on the track, and I think he's doing well. But I, to me, he's on the slow side. Would you all agree? Yeah, I would. Uh, I was a big fan of this horse. Like, this horse helped us out last year. I think we singled him in a pick five, and he 
he came through because we thought he, the horse had a lot of talent, a lot of upside, a lot of future, and he's never really uh, progressed that much. He's been running in all the big races, fourth, fifth, you know, uh, they switch barns, maybe you get him a little boost, and and he's still competing, and the race against Art Collector and Attachment Rate was not bad, but it seems like a stretch to think that he's going to compete at a at a high level here against this field. So, yeah, he's not for me, even though I kind of acknowledge the way Chris Hartman has actually improved this horse a bit, but still, he's not for me. Yeah, this horse can win in places, but it's it's not the Kentucky Derby. I kind of would like to see this horse entered in a different spot, uh, definitely on an Oaks or Derby card, but uh, not for this position. All right, let's move on to number 12, Soleil Volante. This is an entry from Patrick Biancone out of Florida. The horse was last seen in the Belmont Stakes where he was finished up the track behind Tis the Law. That race came off of a 10-day layoff uh, where he won an allowance race at Gulfstream Park going a flat mile. Uh, Brandon, you got any opinions on Soleil Volante? Yeah, this is another bomb you know, position that I would think out uh, Caraconte sires don't really, you know, jog my memory too much on really having graded stakes type winners, but it's unique here that why would you ever work this horse on turf leading up to this, this spot? I, I don't know it. I don't know why you would do it. Uh, Luca Panici, I don't know it that well as a, as a top riding kind of jockey, but, you know, we got to talk about the jockey colony not really shipping out from uh, Saratoga to come down for the these this big meet for Churchill as well as the Derby. So that is a unique spot. Patrick Biacone, I, I don't know how many Derby tries he's had. He doesn't have many entries all year. Uh, this is just a really tough spot for the source, but it could that could possibly be a really really long shot. So. Uh, that's kind of where I where I'm staying. Uh, I just just a note just a note on his sire Caraconte. That that was the winner of the Breeders Cup Mile a few years ago. This horse uh, descends somewhere along the line from Sunday Silence. Uh, his oh. grandsire's King Mambo. This is Caraconte. Uh, this horse is from Caraconte's first crop. Uh, so the jury's still out on what kind of sire oh. this horse is. I I. Th- I kind of like him a little bit. I just wish he had a better jockey. I really like that effort behind King Guillermo. Uh, actually, before that, it was the Sam Davis. He ran a big race that day. Now, the problem is he he hasn't progressed since then, and the turf workouts kind of make me think maybe there's something, there's some physical issues with the horse. Maybe they're just trying to baby him or something like that. And and I know Beyond Cone likes to take big shots in these races. He's a borderline fourth-place Super horse for me. I, I'm not nuts about him. If uh, he would be one of the first ones on the cutting room floor for me, so you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, he's 29. Hey, if I, I could add something real quick. Sure. You know, and Patrick Ben Cone has actually ran second in the Derby before. He had trained Lionheart uh, to a big second place finish. Who ran second to Smarty Jones? Correct? Is that right? Yes. I'm, I'm mistaken. Yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. 29 to one in the early wagering. All right, let's go to number 13. This is attachment rate for another hometown trainer, Mr. Dale Romans, ridden by Joe Talamo. Last seen finishing second to the star-crossed art collector in the Ellis Park Derby. Brandon, your opinion of attachment rate? Another long shot here, but uh, I really like Dale Romans. You know, the local trainer, He's 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 definitely been – kind of i don't i don't think he's really been touting this horse very very loudly but you know sometimes the the ones he gets that are, are big heavy favorites just on big 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 days like dennis's moment i've never been so heartstruck for a moment of a horse that just didn't break one day uh but i think that i think there could be something here with attachment rate joe talamo loves to be on the pace uh we'll see how he healed you know kind of position this horse down the lane i like the 13 spot i've always liked that on the kentucky derby you're kind of not in the middle but you've got a little bit of room to beat some of the inside horses and, and hopefully you get to the a decent you know position at first or second call or when you get to the turn so uh this is definitely a long shot horse i would place as my third or fourth in a super effective wheel 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. The the Ellis Park Derby effort that was his best race to date. The horse was very wide on the far turn, and you know he, he kept running late, and I think he got, he galloped out pretty strongly. So, you know, if he doesn't bounce off that effort, it was four weeks ago. I, I if he doesn't bounce, he's got a shot to get part of this. Like I said, I don't think he can win, but you know he the horse did you know he showed some life there. So. I will use him underneath. Let's talk about number 14, winning impression from the Dallas Stewart barn, ridden by Joe Rocco. He's right now 68 to 1, and I believe he's the longest shot on the board in the early Kentucky Derby betting. This horse has been beaten 24 lengths in his last two starts. Alan, what are your impressions of winning impression? Uh, horse is poorly named, for one thing, in this spot. Uh, I do not... <laughs> get a winning impression from this horse. I hate to say too much because I got a friend I know that likes a horse. And initially with Dallas Stewart in the Derby and the bomb, you would think, hey, I've got to put this horse second, at least one $2 exact. But if you examine the form closer, uh, there's not much there, even though it's Dallas. The horse has not competed uh, in the last three stakes tries. The Ellis Park Derby really showed nothing. He was 70 to one in the Ellis Park Derby. Um, I love Joe Rocco. I love Dallas Stewart. I wish him the best, but I, I believe this horse will be the longest shot in the field and probably run like it. Okay, let's talk about a contender in my mind, number 15, New York Traffic from the Safi Joseph Stable, ridden by Paco Lopez. This horse was a fast closing second. Well, I don't know if I call it fast closing. I call it a grinding second, beaten by a nose by Authentic in the Haskell Invitational. This horse always seems to be around at the finish, guys. Uh, Alan, what what what's your uh, what's your thoughts on New York traffic? I, I think New York traffic is shows a good example of how this year has went. Uh, early in the year, I would have never thought I would consider New York traffic and Joseph and Safety Joseph to win the Kentucky Derby, uh, but we've had so many horses fall by the wayside. We've had a couple fall by a couple contenders fall by the wayside this week in this race. And New York traffic continues to just show up every time, run a nice, solid, if not flashy race. And as it turns out here in first weekend in September, this race is lacking pace. And New York traffic, and Paco Lopez in particular, may fill that bill, at least lay up close. The horse finishes. Uh, the horse has a consistency angle. Has not raced since the Haskell in, Jul- in July. That's a bit of a uh, concern. But I never thought I would tell you I, w- I am considering New York traffic uh, for my exotics, but I am, uh, I think pace and circumstances, uh, put this horse at a higher level than I initially thought. Yeah. New York traffic. If he earned a really nice fig on just about every metric last time in the Haskell, you know, it, it, a scenario, like if the top two horses don't fire for some reason, and that's happened in the Derby and Derby's past, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. If the top two don't fire, and he gets the trip, you know, this horse could absolutely win the race. You know, he, he's, it, it, it's just a matter of whether or not he bounces off that last start. So, you know, I, I would use him if you're going to play uh, pick fours, pick fives. I think, uh, you know, you could do worse than this horse. That's for sure. Okay. Let's talk about uh, the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Let's talk about number 16, Honor AP. This is my <laughs> top selection. Uh, last seen in the shared belief stakes, he was beaten by a thousand words. Got kind of roughed up at the start and then suffered a wide trip throughout. Prior to that, he won the Santa Anita Derby and beat Authentic that day. Making just his sixth career start. He's the son of Honor Code out of a really nice mare named Hollywood Story, who was a good distance runner. Mike Smith takes them out. Uh, Brandon, let's go to you. Your your impressions of Honor AP. Yeah, definitely last race. He shows that, you know, he belongs in this derby. Uh, that Santa Anita race, you know, he had a lot of lot of pace he tracked and uh you know really really did as as best he could uh and just didn't get the win but i mean this horse could really really fire strong he's got big money mike on the mount keeping the mount (laughs) not wanting to switch to any other horses uh i i think this guy has got a big shot he will be in my top of my superfecta wheel uh, come this uh, coming Saturday, uh, along with thousand words underneath somewhere, but I mean he's definitely a top contender in this entire field. Alan, uh, I'm not going to talk long because I know 
CC wants to wax poetic about Honor AP, but I'll just say this horse is, is the main contender, the main threat to Tis the Law. A long-striding, well-bred horse who looks like uh, the derby distance was a maid uh, for this horse. Uh, it had a little problems, a little problem in the shared belief against a thousand words. It kind of, I think it kind of dulled the excitement about the horse. Cannot get by a thousand words. He, it was kind of a, a weirdly run race, I think, in that compact field. That said, this horse has a legitimate chance to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, he would be favored if Tizalaw were not in the race. I'm anxious to see what he looks like, but again, I'm going to let CC go on and on because I know he loves this horse. Oh, this horse is beautiful. He's just he's just <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. He's got the the white feet, and you know he's got the blaze on his face and. Everything about him I like. I mean, his trainer won the Kentucky Derby in 2005 with Giacomo at 50 to one, but that's not even what the trainer is best known for. He 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 saddled one of the greatest horses to ever look through a bridle was Zenyatta, who, who nearly went undefeated. I think she was maybe 19 out of 20, 22 out of 23, something like that. He's he's trained this horse to the minute. I don't think he was fired up completely for the shared belief stakes. That was not the goal. Mike Smith ridden this horse in his last couple workouts. They've really tightened the screws on him. Uh, I, the only question is whether or not he's going to get the trip. He's he's probably going to get a wide trip. That's that's for sure. But I think I think this horse is going to show some improvement in here. And there's no question at all about his uh, ability to, to get a mile and a quarter. To me, you know, he, I love the horse. I, I you know he he's got a big mountain to. to to climb to beat tis the law but uh i think you're gonna make maybe get some value he's right now he's seven to one in the early Jeez. betting i think i think that's going to come down but seven to one is that would be beautiful but uh let's uh let's go on to the to the heavy favorite and this is number 17 tis the law he's six out of seven lifetime comes off a win in the traverse stakes prior to that he won the mile and eighth belmont stakes three grade one wins in a row manny franco will ride alan where are we at on tis the law I think Tis the Law is a standout. I'm not going to say tell anybody anything they don't know. Tis the Law. Every year when you get into the Derby, there's always that question mark of can this horse get the distance? This unknown that makes the Derby so great. The unknown factor: can the three-year-old run a mile and a quarter early in May? Because we don't, we never see them get the opportunity to do that. With COVID, the the delays, we have now seen a horse get a, a three-year-old get a mile and a quarter and run a 115 Brisnet rating while doing it, and probably could have run faster. I, I don't know what else you need right there. Uh, the horse has – we now have a three-year-old who has won at a mile and an eighth twice, uh, a mile and a quarter, and run an insane figure. As I said, a 115. He gets a mile and a quarter today. The only thing that beats him is the trip, a bounce, uh, um, or if Honoré P lives up to the breeding – Tis the law appears to be a standout. Three to five is deserved. I loved Art Collector. Art Collector is going to have a hard time beating this horse as well. It's all about can Manny Frankel work out a bit of a trip. He doesn't need a lot because this horse, the thing about this horse I want to add is he likes to make his move on the turn, power by horses at the top of the stretch, and then it's over and just humiliate. That's what he did to Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck's a good horse, but he went after him, took the lead, put him away, that's the way he wants to run the race, and he should be able to go by the horses on the front end in much the same fashion in this spot. I think he wins. I think Honor AP is a threat, but at Tislaw, I expect to roll once again. Brandon, I think the I think the biggest threats are the West Coast shippers. I think if Tiz does not break and doesn't take up at least close to the lead, if not the lead, he loses. I mean that that's the only thing I can see, and it's going to be a race pace race day scenario because he checks all the boxes i mean he checks he all the figures he's accomplished everything you ever want to see in a very long season uh, of running you know grade one caliber races grade ones and grade twos uh that any any entry in this field would would you know they just don't compare but it comes down to one race and guess what i'm playing to beat him he's gonna be up <laughs> Every which way I want them, I'm going to take a favorite ticket, you know, with a couple grouping of, you know, long shots. But then I'm going to do a big reversal. I'm going to go long shots on top and put Tiz third and fourth. 
I just, you know, you never know. I don't know how Manny Franco's got experience running the Kentucky Derby. It's a one of a lifetime type race. You never see 20 horses on the dirt anywhere in any circuit that I know of here in America. And True. I, if, if he doesn't do what they want him to do and he doesn't break, and get out the gate, we've all saw what, what's happened to other horses just this week that are big favorites, one to fives, one to nines. If they don't get out, it's over. So, you know, the meet's going to be very competitive, even overall. But back to the Derby, if he doesn't do the things he's already done and accomplished, he will lose. Yeah, I mean, our job is to, to beat horses like this. Uh, you know, he's he's done everything asked of him. Now, uh, just looking at the chinks in his armor, if there are any, uh, you know, I'm a thoroughgraph guy. Uh, I, I, I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker, but for this horse to win the Derby, he's going to probably have to improve off of his recent figs. Uh, he's never shown... He's never moved forward off of the, the winning figs that he's that he's run already. But, you know, he's going to get a wide trip here for sure. They're going to ride him like he's the best horse in the race. So that means he's going to probably be three to three wide, four wide around both turns. That might be an issue. You know, if if uh, if, if a horse can get to the rail, one of the top contenders can get to the rail and save ground that, that they might offer some resistance late. So, you know, and then you've got Manny Franco, who's never ridden. Uh, this level of horse in in a in a, a big race, you know, he obviously he did in the Travers, but this 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 race transcends Americana. So you know, if the pressure gets to him, maybe there there's a chance to to get him. Uh, outside of that, I mean, yeah, this is the horse to beat. Uh, like I said, though, at, at three to five, four to five, it's you know we got to take a shot anyway. It's Kentucky Derby, now, but I will say, with a nod to six of the last seven Kentucky Derby winners were the favorite, so. Anyway, let's go to number 18. This is the last horse, the outside post. This is Authentic for Bob Baffert and ridden by John Velasquez. Last seen in the Haskell Stakes. He spurted away, looked like he was going to win easy, and then kind of got tired late and was almost run down by New York traffic. Brandon, your thoughts on Authentic? You know, what's Bob doing here? He's really, really got two solid horses. And you always got to pay attention to Bob Baffert. I do not think he's as high as he was on Justify and other previous winners. He's not. The interviews don't show it, but he says he's got a chance. And, you know, and when, you know, Bob talks, I'm listening. Uh, I think Authentic definitely has a chance. I don't know about Johnny V on the mount. That's not typical of Bob, but, uh, you know, I, I really wish Drayden would have came in and rode this horse. But uh, he didn't. So, you know, Johnny V and Bob, they've had some hookups probably in Saratoga and good mounts. I mean, this this horse is well conditioned. It can make it can make the trip. Uh, he is a B player for me uh, in a superfecta. So really a second, third, fourth entry. Uh, but but I, I'm wide open. I mean, I got to start narrowing down some horses, but uh, <laughs> very, very competitive. Take a look at these workouts, though. Bob is really, really cranked on him. Six furlongs and one twelve and three. Six furlongs and one thirteen and two. Uh, two weeks ago, we worked a mile and thirty-eight and three, and then his last work, six furlongs and twelve and two. I mean, my goodness. I mean, he is really tightening the screws on this horse. There's no doubt this horse is going to be fit. I got a feeling this is he's going to get the Bodie Meister treatment, and they're going to just try to gun to the lead get over to the rail as quick as he can and just see how far he can go. Now that's, that's the big problem with this horse is how far can he go? He's a son of into mischief who hasn't had a whole lot of runners excel at, you know, above nine furlongs. So, you know, the, the final furlong is going to be telling on this, this guy, but uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be the one they have to run down at, at the furlong pole. It's just a matter of uh, if, how long he can run. Uh, Alan, yeah. you have thoughts on authentic? Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're you're actually letting me into something. Um, first, authentic is going to be the speed. Uh, I believe in this race. The ho the horse has talent. I don't like to draw for the horse, but I think what it does, if you want to, you always need to envision pace scenarios. They're going to gun this horse. I think just like you said, like a la Bodie Meister, if they gun him, and Tislaw, they actually will help Tislaw if he gets out because Tislaw can 
clear off and get that trip that he wants, which is sitting second, third. And Authentic is going to try to go as far as he can on the lead. And he might be distance challenged, as we've seen in the Haskell. If he is, and Manny Franco senses that, on the turn for home, he makes the move that he likes to move, that he likes to make, and goes after Authentic, thinking Authentic's going to quit, plus the powerless of uh, Tisla takes over. That's how I see the race unfolding. Authentic guns, Manny Franco keeps Tisla third, fourth, and on the turn, he goes after Authentic. And if he goes after Authentic, I don't know if this horse can keep up. Now, that said, the scenario where a horse like Tisla can get beaten in a field such as this is if an Authentic, if a uh, the other Bradford horse, uh, thousand words, thousand words, get the lead and just keep going, and he can, he cannot catch him. Yes, or if Honor AP shows the promise he has, that's that's why. Like, how can Tisla get beaten? There's a scenario like that I could see. But that said, I think Authentic gets the lead. Tisla goes after him on the turn. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. Okay. Well, you kind of revealed your final Jeopardy answer already. So I <laughs> let's pin your pin your top three down. Where where are you at here? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I again, I hate I don't like playing chalk in such big races, but I think it's Tizlaw's race to lose. I'm on Tizlaw in the two spot. I'm going to take Major Fed, uh, hoping at fifty to one that maybe James Graham can can wait, 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 send him. Maybe there'll be some tired horses that. Uh, Tisla breaks if, if and when he goes by him. So I'm going to take Major Fed in the two spot. And in the third spot, I would be remiss. Even though I like Max Player, that third spot, I'm saving for Honor AP. So give me Tisla, Major Fed, and Honor AP. Okay, Brandon, where are you at now? What's your, what's your First of all, what's your top three? Well, you know, I change it on a daily basis almost. But, you know, obviously I'm going to play – kind of a chalky type super uh i think max player is going to be underneath uh of a a price second third fourth type position you know so volante maybe fourth attachment rate fourth uh new york traffic of fourth honor ap is definitely up the top tiz is at the top and authentic is at the top i mean that's kind of where i'm at king Guillermo being pulled out, you know, from a spike in a fever, you know, it's a big question. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, man. It's, it's really disappointing. That horse, I mean, I'm pretty devastated. I haven't seen anything on the, on social media or just the news channels. Cause you know, everything about working, but then honestly, then I'm going to flop it. So any of the horses I put up on top, I'm going to roll down in second and third and then put long shots in the first and second position. So Hopefully everybody that's tuning in tonight will come and follow us on Facebook. I'm going to post my tickets uh, with a little bit of commentary because the day's going to be busy and, and very rapid. So uh, I hope to do that early early morning. You know, I, I think I've mentioned the top. It's it's hard to just kind of keep going back over, but uh, I, I think authentic honor AP tis a law are still really tough to beat. New York traffic's definitely a fourth. Attachment rates a fourth, Sofalante third or fourth, because I love the layoff. Thousand words, uh, if I may have passed over him, a third and fourth. And then I just I come back to either question marks or major fed. And don't forget, storm the court. So I, I, I can't get down. I, I can't put the top three. It's too hard. You know, I like to spread in races like this. Well, I'm on Honor AP, of course. And it's, you're right. It's Honor AP and Tis the Law. And then it's just a matter of you can find the right combination in third and fourth. Like I said, we're going to use horses like uh, Max Player, Enforceable, Storm the Court, Money Moves, Thousand Words, you know, Soleil Volante, Attachment Rate. There's a bunch of them in there. I think New York traffic it moves up a whole lot with the defection of King Guillermo. I think he might, he might actually fall into a, a decent trip, uh, maybe two or three wide off the speed. So... Yeah, I mean, we're we're basically all on the same horses. Uh, I, I've picked the winner. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I hope, <laughs> hope y'all maybe make some money that day just by following my pick. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it's going to be a great race, uh, yeah, like it always is. And you know, we may at the end of the day, we may be uh, talking about uh, Tis the Law going for a triple crown in about a month here at, at Pimlico. Okay, we're joined now by our culinary correspondent. And horse racing lover, Sakai Schuler. Sack, are you there? I'm here. How are you all? 
Wonderful. Very good. Very glad to be here. Very right. glad that you're here. Uh, Zach, first of all, uh, what, uh, do you have any dishes, uh, planned out for, for Derby day? Anything that, uh, any recipes or anything you'd like to give out? I am actually considering making burgoo oh, for the wow. very hmm. first time ever. Uh, just curious, what do, you, <laughs> what do you put in your burgoo? Well, I was going to try, Keeneland released their recipe not too long ago. And my grandmother had given me a cookbook from an old thoroughbred society a long time ago that used hen. So I'm going to try to combine the two and see what I get. <laughs> wow. All right. That sounds interesting. Oh, anything else? Any, any, uh, any beverages you're going to serve that day or. I'll probably drink my share of bourbon that day. Uh, <laughs> straight or mint juleps. Straight. Probably. Straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Alan, I hope you serve up some pineapple juleps. I'm actually looking forward to, to tasting that. Are you, are you feeling yeah. that? We are considering that, yes. I, I like Bloody Marys, but uh, we are going to might try that pineapple julep, yeah. I'm not a mint julep guy, but I would try a pineapple julep. Yeah, okay. I've got the mint growing in my backyard, so it's going to be very fresh. Uh, I always make my own simple syrup. You know, that's funny, when you walk the watch the morning workouts on uh, Twin Spires and Churchill Downs Live, they always show the Woodford Reserve commercials, so I'm like, man, I'm dying for some Woodford in a mint julep. So I'm going to do that, and then... Uh, I'm actually got a, a nice uh, keg of beer coming for a couple parties I'm going to on Friday and Saturday. All right, Zach, are you going to, uh, how are you going to celebrate Derby? Just going to be uh, just family? Or are, you, are you going to have some guests over or, or how do you plan to, to do the yeah, Derby? It'll probably be just us and I'll probably be posted in front of the TV all day screaming at the horses. All right. <laughs> Well, guys, let's get into some uh, some listener selections here. Uh, I've got a I've got a handful that we want to go over here. Uh, Alan, do you want to go first? Uh, you you got anybody that wants to give out their picks? Yeah, you know we appreciate our listeners. We appreciate our friends, and uh, they deserve a voice too. And we're all curious to see who they like. So we uh, did a little survey and, and such. And uh, right now, I'd like to tell you that Joe Schmidt uh, is a tis the law guy. That's a lot of people are going to be, but he's going to throw in um, a couple long shots behind him. Most notably, Major Fed, Thousand Words, and New York Traffic. My good friend Kim Grigsby is not only on Tizzle in the win spot, but she's got Winning Impression in the second spot. So we're going to be pulling for her. I wish I hadn't said some things about Winning Impression now. Uh, Robin Kentucky, who we all know, is uh, is also on the Tizzle uh, bandwagon. He's got New York Traffic in the two spot. Because I told anybody to pick Tiz Law, I had to give me an exact. Phil McIntyre, really good guy, is uh, going with Tiz Law with enforceable max player behind him. And uh, my good buddy, uh, future NBA star Josh Darst, little 15-year-old kid who's really getting into horse racing. He is uh, on Tiz Law and authentic. Now, for some contrary opinions, Lee Anderson, who has a horse running in the eight bells tomorrow, uh, extra effort. She's a big Honoré P fan like CC is, and she also likes Sole Volante because Ben Cone trains him. My brother, who's a big horse racing fan and will be over here partying with us on Saturday, is going with Thousand Words, as is my aforementioned buddy Chris Karam, who is on Thousand Words. And then there's, last but not least, my youngest daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, has decided to go with Money Moves simply for the fact that the name has money in it. And that's as good as anything else I can come up with. So what about you, CC? Well, I heard from Johnny McCain. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, at Johnny McCain one. He's, he's from Arkansas. He's a big Oakland guy and he knows what he's doing. He, he, we talk a lot about the ponies and, uh, he likes, of course, number 17 tis the law. Uh, he was on King Guillermo. Of course, King Guillermo scratched down, but his, his exact is probably uh, Tis the Law and Honor AP. He says Tis the Law is the best three-year-old since American Pharaoh. So that's uh, – and it, it, he includes Justify in that. He, he thinks uh, Tis the Law is better uh, is better than Justify and just as good as American Pharaoh. And his his advice for the weekend was to play a, uh, a speech, Tis the Law, Oaks Derby double. So anxious to see how that turns out. I also heard from Justin Golden. Uh, Justin uh, – he, he likes to play the minor tracks. He, he wasn't real happy with the, the way the Derby's panned out this year, but uh, his, his selections were New York traffic on top, Tis the Law in second, Max Player, and Necker Island. 
Uh, he, he likes New York traffic because the horse always seems to be in the mix early, and, and he finds a way to be there late. Uh, he, he wanted to add a couple horses uh, on the Derby Day undercard. He likes Spree in race five for Mike Maker, and he likes CC in race 12, and that's the uh, the Derby City Distaff. He's always he's a big fan of this filly and likes to turn back in distance, and, and we're gonna, I think we're going to talk about this one a little bit later. Also, I want to talk about my neighbor, Craig Hagan. Uh, he he's uh he runs the getaway farm and he's actually been involved with some Oaks Phillies over the years. To him, it's it's cut and dried. It is the law and honor AP, and there's a big chasm back to to everybody else. He thought attachment rate maybe had a chance to 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 hit the board there, but uh, that's some uh, that's some of our listeners that have uh, chimed in. We're very grateful for their, for for their for their uh, input. And now that's that's a segue into Sack Miss Sack. We know you've got. Uh, we, we know you've reviewed the field. You've put in a lot of homework on this. Who do you like in Kentucky Derby 146? You know, I don't normally watch replays or look at workout reports for normal days, but for the Derby, for whatever reason, I get real into the weeds, <laughs> and I just, I cannot find a scenario where Tis the Law loses. Preach, preach. <laughs> I mean, there's just absolutely no way if he has a good break and, you know, a good trip, which they all want, um, there's no way that horse loses. Um, but I did like Enforceable at the track this week quite a bit, and I just love the Tappet horses <laughs> so much. Um, Authentic was another horse that I wanted to use, and then... Major Fed, New York Traffic, and South Bend. Okay. You have any ideas now on how you're going to actually play the race? I mean, you thinking win bets, exactas, trifectas? I'll probably use Tizzle on top, Enforceable and Authentic in second, um, and then the rest in third and fourth if I'm going to play a super. All right. I like the way she thinks. She wins, I win. I like the way she thinks. <laughs> all right guys anything else you got for sack what made you th- i like major fed what, what made you like major fed as well sack i'm just curious it i mean it's kind of a crazy reason when i go to the track i always see the foley racing and they're so passionate <laughs> and i think they do a really good job with their horses um i think that horse is really gonna try hard if it gets a good break, if it can stay out of traffic, gets a clean trip, I think it could show easily, maybe even possibly place. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. All right, thank you. I'm going. I'm going to bet a little bit more than I was originally going to bet on that Tizzle of Major Fed now uh, exact to CC. <laughs> well, there you have it. You know, uh, that, that's uh, that's exactly what we needed. We need we needed some uh, some some new blood and show us the way. So we're we're grateful that Sack that you've joined us. Uh, for this uh, Derby podcast, and and we, we wish you all the best of luck, and, and hopefully we'll have you on some more in the future. Uh, maybe we'll talk some Kentucky Downs or Keeneland down the road. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, that's Sakaya Schuler, everyone. Everybody give her a round of applause. Quite, 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 quite. And uh, happy Derby to you, Sack. Happy Derby. Good luck to you guys. All right. Thank you very much. Continue our Kentucky Derby 146 coverage here by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. I'm here with the doctor herself, Amanda Love, the doctor of love. Amanda, how are you today? I am great, CC. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, and what is your relationship to me? You are my wonderful boyfriend. That's exactly right. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, let's let's get down to the uh, to the crux of the matter. The spotlight is on you. Amanda Love, the doctor herself, tell us who you like in the Kentucky Derby. I actually have a few I like. Okay. Who's your top pick? Well, I know everybody's going to say tis the law, but I actually like Honor AP. Yeah. And my second would probably be Authentic. Okay. And then then I would throw in tis the law. Okay, so you're going chalky. You know what chalky means? Please verify. Chalky means that you like the favorites. Well, I'm trying not to. Um, I actually can throw in a little mixture there for you if you want a little. You want me to get a little crazy? I can do yes, that. Please. Let's get a little crazy with the cheese whiz, please. 
All right. Cheese whiz away. You know, I was just trying to be, you know, like everybody else. But you know me. I'm unique. I would probably actually. Thousand words kind of works for me because I talk a lot. That kind of works for me that way because. It's very fitting. (laughs) I also like max player just because when I like to play, I like to go full max. So just to have a good time and enjoy myself and make sure everybody else around me having a good time as well. Just because I like the name, uh, I think Fennec the Fierce is just cool. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. My baby doll picks Honor AP, Authentic, and Tis the Law. Even though she thinks Tis the Law is going to win, she picked another horse on top. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Love. (laughs) You're welcome, Cece. Anytime. All right. You have a wonderful day. You do the same. Bye. Dr. Love, everybody. Okay, before we go, let's give out a few spot plays on the Derby Day card. It's always a good day to make some money or, or, you know, play some rolling pick threes, a single to a horse or a doubles, whatnot. There's always a chance to, to make some money. There's some nice stakes races at the end of the card. I want to go to, first of all, race 12, two races for, before the Kentucky Derby. This is the Derby City Distaff, seven furlongs at the grade one. Used to be the Humana Distaff in years prior. On the far outside, I like number 10, CC. Imagine that. Three to one. <laughs> Do you like the name or something? Yeah, this is the only reason I'm playing this horse, three to one. I like the turn back. She's going from a mile and 16th to seven furlongs. Uh, comes out of a grade one where she was, you know, beaten by, by a Bob Baffert trained fighting man who just got to the rail and kept on going. I got a feeling that probably wasn't the, uh, the primary objective. Uh, the fact that McCarthy ships this horse Churchill for this. I think I think she's got a big chance. Uh, also, maybe as a minor play, I would use Sally's Curlin for the Dale Rowan's Barn. Uh, she ran a big number back in March in the Grade Three Hurricane Birdie Stakes when she won there. That was at seven furlongs too. Uh, ran at Keeneland in the Grade One Madison, but she was far back that day. It was a speed favoring track, and you know she didn't really have much of a chance. Hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll get some pace to run at here with maybe uh, Serengeti Empress and Lady Kate. I, I like uh, I like CC first, and I like Sally's Curlin as well. Let's go to race thirteen. This is the old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic, and I love a horse in here. This is uh, number eight, Sacred Life. This comes from the Chad Brown Barn, and if you get a chance, go back and watch the Ocean Port Stakes at Monmouth. Uh, this horse's last start. The chart here says this was on good ground. I got a feeling there might be a little bit of give in the in the Churchill ground on Saturday, as it, it's it's supposed to rain on Thursday night. But uh, Sacred Life just bulldozed over this bunch. It, I don't know. This probably wasn't grade one competition that he beat, but he did it stylishly. And, and this is going to probably be a single for me on a pick four or a pick five ticket. I, I really love this horse. I think this is this is the coming out party for Sacred Life number eight. Uh, anything else, guys? But no, I like Life, your pick of Sacred that, Life. Yeah, that comments that storm poem. You don't see that very often. Uh, you, you've got to watch this race. This, I mean, this horse is just... He he he's sitting on ready for this race. He he's uh, you know we'll see, but uh, he's got to get the trip, of course. But I think I think he's got a big shot here. All right, well that wraps up the Kentucky Derby seminar. We're thankful for everybody that's listened to us. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope we picked some winners for you. Uh, good luck in the Derby. Good luck on 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 Derby Day. Thank you for following us all summer. Uh, we're very very grateful. We had fun. We have a blast doing this. Uh, guys, anything else you want to add? Oh, no, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I know some people may be a little bit bummed about it, but I think the racing's great. Uh, I think both Sack and I are on the right horse. I'm kind of wondering why you guys didn't pick the same one, but, hey, what are you going to do? So we're, we're looking forward to it, and I hope everybody has a great Derby Day. Yeah, and I do too, and it, it's it's going to be a phenomenal weekend. We'll get a break on Sunday after a big Derby weekend, and hopefully we all cash a lot of tickets take a little bankroll over to Kentucky Downs, which I'm excited to report about. I think our podcast is going to win on a road trip. You know, we had a great, great week so far. Two big days still to come. Hopefully everybody has a little bit of fun. Please instance message us uh, if you have any questions about ways to play the races. Uh, I tell you, there's so many different angles you can look at on Saturday and on Friday that are just a ton of fun. 
Saturday's card is super loaded. I can't wait to play Saturday's last five, six races. It should be very interesting. I can't wait for the outcomes. Last thing, make sure you have two accounts, two ADW accounts. It happens every year. One of the, one of your accounts is going to crash, and right when you need to place a bet on the Derby, you, you're going to have to go to your backup. So just keep that in mind. If you got Twin Spires, open a TVG account, bet PTC, uh, whoever you want to use, Express Bet. Just make sure you have a backup because it, it 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 never fails. The the account going to go down at some point. Go ahead, Alan. I only have one account, so I need to take your advice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, well, that's all for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. We'll recap the Kentucky Derby and the Oaks and, and all the undercard races. And, and, and like we said before, hope you have a, a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon.